This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Trucking along here on Sports Talk, I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Charlie Long on WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app. Check out the Odyssey app. It's free. It's always on. It's a good time. Uh, But what we're going to get into this segment is kind of stemming from a text we got. They wanted us to kind of break down and rank each position on the Saints relative to how confident we are in it. Are we starting at the most confident or least confident? Oh, you always got to start at the least confident. Least confident? Yeah, because everyone knows. Well, everyone knows that our our most confident pick, we we kind of reveal that. Why don't we do this? You know, know, uh, let's hold on. First of all, I do want to get into a couple (laughs) texts. So the first one is someone's asking about Smoke Monday, and I do want to say Smoke Monday looks healthy. I am interested in seeing him at camp, and he's going to be an interesting guy in the safety battle. I don't know if he's going to make the team, but they kept him around even though he got hurt last year. That's That's not for nothing, right? When you're a UD, FA and you tear your ACL. I can't. He messed up his knee. I don't know if he tore his ACL, but he missed the season with a knee injury, and they decided to keep him around. That's a pretty good sign that the team is invested in you, because most UDFAs, you tear up your knee, they're cutting bait, they're done with you. So I think that that is a sign that that the team does like him. We also have a text saying, have people forgotten the need for linebacker depth? Well, if you listen to my podcast, Inside Black and Gold with Steve Geller, I have been talking incessantly about linebacker depth, and it is one of the positions that I have questions about. The only thing that I feel good about is the starters are very good in Demario Davis and Pete Werner, so you're going to go with that. But uh, let's let's go with your way. Let's start at the top. And so, you, so we'll I, start with we'll, the most we'll start confident? We'll start with the most confident. And I think we agree on this one, so there's I, not going to be much debate. I will say the way we did it on the podcast, we I kind of tr- treated it like a confidence matrix almost, where and I actually got this idea from Marvel rankings that I did because I wanted to rank all the Marvel movies and I wanted to have a scientific way. So I gave each like a grade, like oh how good was the villain, what was the writing, and I graded it zero out of ten. And that's what I did here, and I used like starting quality, depth durability, track record in terms of statistics, and then playoff experience, and I gave each position a grade zero to 10 and then I added those together and I used the numbers to rank the position so I kind of you know I did I did a little science behind it it's completely irrational and has nothing to do with anything but that's how I came to my grades okay so I have more of a basis Charlie literally just did his so we could have something to talk yeah I did mine 20 minutes ago but (laughs) I think it's a good it's it's interesting because we can kind of compare and contrast and we did it completely differently so obviously so when we look at these grades it's the top grade would be 50 for me and cornerback was 41.5, which was by far the highest grade. I think if you're looking at this position, you couldn't be more confident in it. You know, you might not have, you know, according to like Madden, right? Like you don't have the 99s or the 98s, but I think Marshawn Lattimore is a top five cornerback in the NFL. 
in what he does, which is man-to-man press coverage, taking away their best receiver. The Saints need that. That is their system. They need Marshawn Ladder to be able to lock up, and he is the best option in the NFL if you are just looking for man cover, shadow this guy, take him away. And that's to me, that's why I'm so confident in this group. And then you have the depth behind it. You have Bradley Roby as your fourth best option. It's hard to hate that. Oh, yeah. I mean, cornerback is my number one as well. There's not much debate here. You kind of touched on the points. I think that Marshawn Lattimore, it, while it's maybe debatable that he's a top five guy, he's definitely a top 10 guy. Uh, it really kind of depends on what kind of systems you value and stuff like that. But obviously, we've talked about the Paulson and Debo, Alante Taylor battle. That's two starting guys that are battling for one spot. And when you have that, that's just great depth. Great depth. And as you said, Bradley Roby is the fourth guy, or another really strong NFL starter. It's the deepest room on the team. It's the best room on the team. It's my least concern entering 2023. Yeah. Now, going down, uh, my next two are both graded at 33. Okay. Which, you know, you can, so the difference there, you can see 41.5 to 33 is a pretty big gap. Um, running backs, you know, once I know Alvin Kamara's suspension, I'll feel a little better about it, but one of them is running backs, and I'll probably bump it up. If Alvin Kamara wasn't getting suspended, I would have this probably at like a 36. I would have it pretty close to cornerback. Um, just because Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams, if you can go around the NFL, I don't know if you'll find a better one two punch in terms of. You know, you'll find better running backs in terms of quality maybe than Alvin Kamara at the top end, right? Like Christian McCaffrey would probably take over Alvin. I was thinking Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell is a really good one-two punch. It is a very good one-two punch. That would be – so one of the things I did is I went through the Madden ratings. I, hate, I know you hate it every time I break the Madden ratings. But I thought one thing that would be interesting to look at would be I'm going to take the top two grades for each running back – for each team's running backs and average them together. Mm-hmm. And so Christian McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell is the top duo in go. that regard. They get they got an 88 combined between for their grades. But keep in mind, Christian McCaffrey's in 96, Eli Mitchell's in 80. Yeah, but it's still a really but good. But it averages back together to be a really quality right. running back room. Al- the Saints are second with Alvin Kamara at 86, Jamal Williams at 85. The next one is the Browns. At 84, with Josh Jacobs, again, he's a 95. Alvin Kamara is an 86. This, the Saints rank The Browns, high. you mean Nick Chubb? You, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Raiders, the Raiders, Raiders, okay. Raiders. Okay. Josh Jacobs, and then Amir Abdullah is their second running back, uh-huh. right? And then you have, like, the Giants who, if they have Saquon Barkley, they're up there. If they have James Robinson and Matt Breida, whew, way down. So my point is... Even if you lose Alvin Kamara for a few games, I think, I think you still have a very, very strong run. I think the Packers have a really good one-two punch as well with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and that's not one that was mentioned there. But um, they, do. they would be at an 83. Okay, right? gotcha. And I think that's a fair way to look at it because in the NFL, you need two running backs. It's not like you're just going on the strength of Christian McCaffrey. You're going on the strength of Christian McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell. The Saints are going to try to go on the strength of Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams. Now, when you bump that down to Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller— then there's a question, and that's why I have him a little lower than... Well, than Kendra Miller is actually part of the reason why I have him at eight is because I'm high on him, just because of what I saw at TCU. So what was your number? What Was, your, was your, were you running back as well in that spot? Yeah, running back is number two for yeah. me. So I, I guess we agree there. I don't know if you had it at third best or second No, I best. had him second, yeah. Okay, so yeah, and then we agree again. And then what was your next one? So my next one is actually quarterback. 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 So you're confident in the quarterback. Right? I, I think that 
the Saints paying Derek Carr a four-year contract, which you know we'll see actually how long it ends up being, depending on how well he does. This is a guy that's coming in with a chip on his shoulder. I have a lot of confidence in Derek Carr as a starter. I think that the quarterback room was kind of a disaster last year, especially once Jameis Winston went down with injury. Andy Dalton was you know a guy that could keep you hovering around 500, but he wasn't a guy that could consistently get you wins in the NFL level. Uh, Derek Carr is that guy. And then you have now Jameis Winston as your backup, and yeah. he spent a couple of years in the system. It's good depth to have. So Jameis, instead of being the quarterback one entering last year, enters as the solidified quarterback two. You know, and then J.K. Nurse, your rookie that you kind of drafted for development. Taysom Hill is going to be your running quarterback guy. Uh, yeah, quarterback is my third least concerned area. See, I I have quarterbacks pretty low. Um, and the reason being is I have playoff experience as a part of this metric. That's fair. And especially at the quarterback position. Like, I could live with a running back without a ton of playoff experience, and that wouldn't concern me. A quarterback who you're hoping to make a playoff run. Like, you're not hoping to just get there. You're hoping to win a couple playoff games, and he has got a – he's played in one career playoff game. He's against 0 the Bengals. Yeah. Against the Bengals. It was that weird game with the inadvertent whistle. I remember that. Um, and, and sure, it's tough to blame him for not being there, but – at the same time, it's very rare to see a quarterback show up and have go make a deep run in their first playoff experience, right? Or their first major playoff experience. Even Pat Mahomes lost in the AFC Championship. I guess it's more of, yeah, because I don't have the playoff kind of experience as part of it. I, I guess it's more about regular season for me. Yeah. And, and right. like, I think Derek Carr is a strong starting quarterback in the NFL. I think he's a top half quarterback, which, I mean, by itself is kind of worth itself in gold. Yeah. And then having a backup like Jameis Winston that's experienced with the system, I think is a really solid option. So I'm not really concerned about quarterback really at all yeah i see i i as after i did this i kind of came to the conclusion that i probably overvalued playoff experience but that's just how i ranked it right i still think like there are a lot of questions regarding Derek carr in this offense and when you talk about confidence it's like i want to know what to expect and right now i don't so like that's kind of weighing on my confidence is until i see it work you know i thought Jameis winston was going to be great in this offense it was fine it didn't work all the time and it was kind of let a letdown and i just you know until i see it until I see this offense work without Breeze, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on any limbs. But my third position, my next most confident was safety. Okay. Because I think Tyron Matthew is a guy that I trust implicitly. I think he got better as the season went on. He's as durable as they come. He played in all seventeen games last year. Marcus May, hopefully they can play together and get better as they advance. They didn't really get a ton of time on the field last year together. And then you have Jordan Howden, who I like. Smoke Monday we talked about, who I think could be a depth option to make this team. Jonathan Abram, Lonnie Johnson Jr., there's a lot of there's a lot to like there, so that's why I, I have them up there. My next four positions, so like those top three are kind of set in stone. Yep. My next four are very interchangeable, yep. but I'll kind of go just starting off with the six, number six on my spot. So like the sixth least concerned position, I guess fourth most concerning. <laughs> uh, opposite, other yeah. way around. Wide it. receiver for me. I, I think that... The more kind of concerning part of this position is who's going to kind of fill in the final few roles. I think that we're in for a breakout year from Chris Olave. I yeah. think I, yeah. a lot of us should expect that from him this offseason. Everything I've heard about his development, like he's coming in stronger, making easier, better contested catches because that was kind of an issue with him in his rookie season. He had We went over 1,000 yards. People can forget. He went over 1,000 yards in his rookie season on 72 catches, and you're expecting him to take another step. 
So you may be looking at this dude going 12.50 plus, and then you're adding Michael Thomas. That's kind of the biggest concern is how healthy Michael Thomas is. But if he stays healthy and, as we said earlier in the show, can give you, let's say, 14 games this season, you're looking at a very stacked wide receiver room between just those two guys alone. And then Rashid Shahid, who you know surprised everyone in his rookie season, now there's expectations for him entering year two. And I think that he can rise to that occasion. So I'm really confident in the top three of the wide receiver room. After that, it's kind of like who's going to fill in the final few spots because I think we Not kind a of agree. Smith fan. Well, I mean, I think that we'd <laughs> agree that they'll probably take six receivers, right? Like that's probably the number that you're hovering around, depending. I, so, I look at it like five receivers and then one backup returner. Okay. So, like when I'm talking about the position battles, I'm only comp- I'm only considering five positions up for grabs. Yeah, that's fair. As mm-hmm. they're working at a receiver, that's and then what you're saying. like Kiki Kuti. And Lynn Bowden Jr. are both like they're competing for a roster spot, but it's more for a very specifically specific job, that. Right? Like I think Brian Edwards, James Washington, Traquan Smith, At Perry are all guys that are going to be trying to compete for I guess then those two spots, right? So we'll see who kind of rises up to the top and gets those positions. So yeah, but other than that, the top three on the Saints wide receiver depth chart is so solid. It's very good. It's not you know again top end maybe not there. Right, like you don't have the Justin Jeffersons of the world, but you do feel really good about it. Yeah, especially if Mike Thomas can stay healthy. And Correct. I agree. I think Chris Olave is a star in the making. He just needs to continue to improve on the thing on his weak spots. And I think he will. And I think that he's already kind of shown that in the camps this offseason. Yeah. Is that he's, he's a been, gym rat. Yeah, exactly. A yeah. guy that can, you know, his weakness was making contested catches last year, but he's worked on it in the offseason. I think you're. Well, we'll see. We'll see if you we, got We better. will see. Right. Um, so wide receiver, just, just for the grades, right, just to kind of keep track. So wide receiver I had at 32.5. That was my next one. Then I have offensive line and, de- and defensive end, which I did break up the defensive end and defensive tackle. Okay. Um, I have them both at 31. And I. it's more of like you have the talent there. So my confidence in them, assuming they're healthy, is good. I have questions about Trevor Penning, and I have questions about Peyton Turner. But the talent is there. I'm not questioning whether they can get the job done. If they're on the field, they just need to be on the field. So they're right in the middle. So the middle for me is, as I said, wide receiver first, and then safety is next. Yeah. I kind of agree with your points. I don't know how high I am on the depth there because, I mean, you mentioned a couple guys, like obviously Jordan Howden, the fifth-round pick from this past year. Jonathan Abram is another guy that they brought in. Like, we'll see what he can really do. I think that he can maybe be a backup. And then Smoke Monday, who really knows? Outside of that, there's like JT Gray, who's more of a special teamer. Uh, but at the top end, Tyron Matthew, as you said, I have plenty of confidence in him. Um, to Highest graded uh, Saint player in Madden. To continue be, to be a <laughs> stellar player on this team. And, I mean, Marcus May, there's probably a few more question marks there. But still, I, I'm not necessarily super concerned with safety. It's in the middle of the pack for me. I just I think consistency is really important at safety. Like we so everyone talks about Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams, how good they were. Go back to the 2020 season. They struggled. That was the first season they were together. They kept getting beat over the top. That Chargers game on Monday Night Football, they just got torched. By yeah, Justin just give Herbert. them give them snaps to gel. It takes time, right? Yeah. And then and by the by the second year, right? They were good. They were money. And even by the end of that year, they were money. So I think that's a big part of it, especially at safety. Middle of the pack for me. And then after that, so the fourth most concerning position on this team for me is linebacker. Yep. Once again, you kind of mentioned those points. Yeah. yeah, it is the third most. I have it at 30, so below. Okay. Those last two were 31, this is 30. And it's they're all really close. It's the top-end talent, as you kind of mentioned earlier when yeah. we were talking about it. Demario Davis, Pete Warner. We talked with Scott Shanley last week, and he said that in the kind of modern-day NFL, you, you can typically play an extra 
cornerback, an extra defensive back, and have two linebackers on the field at once. And so when you have those two guys that are three down linebackers, if they stay healthy, I mean, it doesn't get much better than Pete Warner and Demario Davis as far as the linebacker duo goes. I kind of look at it like if you could guarantee me that the Saints linebacker, the that Pete Warner and Demario Davis start all 17 games, this would be probably the highest confidence rating on the team. Yeah, I if, mean, but like that's I, I don't the question. Disagree. It would definitely be top three. What happens if Pete Werner gets hurt? I don't know. Is it Anthony Orgy, a guy who I like? We'll see. But you're talking about a UDFA out of Vanderbilt, um, whose legs are like tree trunks. People, you're going to go out to open practice, and I know it's going to sound weird, but just look at Anthony Orgy's legs. They're like the size of 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 tree trunks. It is crazy. It'll be interesting to see how Zach Bond does this upcoming season because yeah. you know Caden Ellis leaving in free agency. If they're going to kind of play him in that role as it, because. Out of coming out of Wisconsin, that's how how he was viewed was as a pass Sam rusher, linebacker role, right? Yeah. So maybe he'll fill into that role and he'll try. We'll we'll have to see. So, I'd love to see Zach Bond in a three four scheme. I think that's when he when he inevitably leaves the Saints after this season. His contract is up. I think he's going to go sign in a three four defense. And and I don't know if he'd be really good, but I think he will be more comfortable and have some successful seasons. The I guess the third most concerning position for me is tight end. See, I have tight end toward the bottom too. I have the, so these these next three, and then my they're my lowest three. I have defensive tackle twenty nine point five, and again, okay. these are just the grades. I just have it as defensive line. That's, yeah. that's my lowest. Yeah, and then quarterback twenty nine. Okay, and then tight end twenty eight point five. And okay. again, it's like a lot of un, unknowns is what I am is is bringing these down for me. Like Colin Saunders and Nathan Shepard, I just don't know. I agree. What to expect? hundred percent. Same thing with Roach, Brian Brzee. Brian Brzee, like if things go well, if if everything works the way it's supposed to, then sure. But there, there's a lot that could go wrong. Same with quarterback. I mean, I one of the reasons quarterback is as high as it is is because I think the depth is really good. I just you know I I want to be more confident in Derek Carr, and and I hopefully by the end of the preseason I will be. But right now I just need to see it because. I, what I'm worried about is, is it's going to take a few weeks, and by maybe by week four you'll be up to speed, and the quarterback is going to be feeling like he's in a rhythm. But what happens those first four weeks? Do you lose three of those games? Do you struggle, and do you get behind the eight ball like the Saints have done the last two seasons? Because that makes things really difficult, and that's what I'm worried about. So defensive line for me is the most concerning position on the team. I think Nick Underhill kind of touched on it last yeah. hour, and he made a lot of really good points. But just looking at their depth chart, right? Cam Jordan, you know what he got. He's a future Hall of Fame player. He's outstanding. Outside of that, two new defensive tackles that you're going to be pushing into the starting roles with Nathan Shepard and Colin Saunders, I have no idea what to expect. Nope. Right? Like that is a huge question mark there, especially with as run defense, which was not great like it typically is last year. So then on the opposite side, Carl Granderson, Underhill kind of mentioned that the team has a lot of confidence in him. I don't know if I have the most confidence in him. I think he's a stellar player, but I don't know how he's if he's going to be that guy across from Cam Jordan on the opposite side of the defensive end position. The way I put it on the pod is like last year, Carl Granderson ended up starting late in the season, and it's like it wasn't because Carl Granderson was playing out of his mind. Good, he was solid and he was playing well. Yeah, but if Marcus, you would much rather have Marcus Davenport play up to Mark and da- Marcus Davenport's potential and start there, and you didn't have that, and that's why you had to go with Carl Granderson. What what I'm worried about happens this year is you get the same deal with Peyton Turner. And well, you, that's Peyton. I was just right. about to mention Peyton Turner is probably one of the biggest question marks on the team as yes. far as like one thousand former first round pick that just was picking up 
like DMPs for non-injury reasons. Yeah, he so was a, like he that's was a not scratch week two. That is not what you want to see from a former first-round pick. And like this is a huge offseason, a huge season for him. So hopefully he can step up and really kind of ease my my worries about the defensive end spot opposite of Cam Jordan. But I mean the interior of the defensive line is still a gigantic question mark. Um, with Brian Bercy, it's literally three new guys that are going to be playing premium roles with Bercy, Shepard, and Saunders. And that's not what you want to hear. And then offensive line is my number two spot. Um, just, I don't really like the depth. Like, you spent premium draft capital, four first round picks, one second round pick on High that offensive line. Pick, yeah. There's That is a lot of premium draft capital to spend for them to be average. They were average last year. They were hurt. Yeah, well, yeah, they right. had injury issues, and yeah. so you're you're wondering what Trevor Penning's going to be. Who knows? We'll find out, right? But also across the offensive line, Eric McCoy had calf injuries last year. The center is the most important spot on the offensive line. He's Eric McCoy's got to be that anchor this year, and if he gets hurt, like who's behind him? James Hurst has got to be the sixth man. He's got to be able to fill in for whoever gets hurt. Well, I thought Andrews they were bringing Pete, in Billy Price as the backup center. But now he's, nah, he's, he's not gone. There Andrews Pete is is a guy that's dealt with injury issues all the time. Maybe James Hurst could be you know the potential backup for whenever that happens. But yeah. Cesar Ruiz, I mean, he took a step, but that was just because he had really poor start to his Saints career. Ryan Ramchek had a semi down year, but that's just because our expectations are so high for him. Yep. So looking at you know the two most concerning positions, we've kind of said it a lot on this station: offensive, defensive line. Technically, defensive line is ahead for me as the most concerning. Offensive is is number two. See, I have tight ends at the bottom of my list at 28.5. But again, you're talking about half steps down. Yeah. Quarterback was 29, tight end was 28.5. And the, one of the things that's holding t- tight ends back is, you know, you're talking about uh, players that have not really won, right? That That's like the thing that you look at with a lot of the Drew Brees era players is you could go up and down the roster and be like, guy's been in the playoffs, guy's been in the playoffs, guy's won a ton of games, guy's won a ton of games. He understands what a winning culture is. Now you have Juwan Johnson, who I really like, but has not experienced that. And so that's where it's like you got to be winning games, and I want to see guys who contribute to winning, and I think he can. But right now, confidence level-wise, I'm still waiting to see. Yeah, that's why I have tight end at number three on yeah. my list. I'm hoping that Jawan Johnson can take another step because I thought he did take a step this past season. But you're you're looking for him after you extended him for two years, this former undrafted free agent, to really be the guy, be that number one tight end in the system and be yeah. able to – be Derek Carr's safety blanket. This I really like Fo- Jawan and Foster. I think it's going to be. Oh, a I think fun it's a good room. duo. But when you look around the NFL and you say like, oh, "Look at these stars, t- star tight ends," yeah. you don't got one. And you didn't draft one, so yeah. you have you obviously have confidence. And you in traded Juwan. one, right? Yeah. So, but all right, that was a nice long segment. But I thought we we covered a lot of ground. So let's actually just kind of recap real quick. Number one for me, defensive line, then offensive line, tight end, linebacker, safety, wide receiver, and then for the most confident, quarterback running back, cornerback. Instead of going through mine, I'm just going to retweet the story. So you can go to Jeff underscore Noack on Twitter and find it. That way uh, we don't have to go through it all again. But I do. I break it all down. I th- It was a kind of a fun way to go through. I'm going to try to do it again next year and maybe adjust some of these grades. But thanks for sitting through that. That was a lot of fun to go through. This is Sports Talk. I'm Jeff Noack. We're taking you up till 8 p.m. alongside Charlie Long here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.